Hello, and welcome to Court Games, a Legend of the Five Rings podcast funded by the Legend of the Five Rings Discord Patreon community. This podcast will focus on the role-playing game stories and lore for Legend of the Five Rings. I am Kova. I'm Kikita Kaori, and we have a podcast for you. Today we are going to talk about sneaking and stealthing mm. and otherwise being a not very good samurai. It kind of depends. It depends on circumstances. We're thinking of doing a series looking into various mechanics of the game and how they can be used, how they can be enhanced and stuff like that. And we're going to be starting with stealthing. But first we have some news. Yes. We wanted to call out the last province podcast. They had an interview with Katrina Ostrander this week about her novella Ice and Snow, which is in the Great Clans of Rokugan book with a bunch of other novellas. It was a good interview. It focused on her writing technique and research and why she made some of the choices she made. And for those who are familiar with the Last Province podcast, it's only an hour and a half long. That's nothing for for Last Province. You can check that out if you like. In other news, the novel To Chart the Clouds by Evan Dicken is now out in paperback, ebook, PDF, and audiobook. It's an excellent novel. And if you've not been able to get hold of it up until now, I really recommend it. It gets both of our seal of approval. <laughs> and we do have an interview with Evan from December. So we'll provide a link to that in our show notes so you can listen to us talk to him about it. But uh, this week we were going to talk about stealth. And as I said earlier, maybe this wasn't approved activity for your samurai. In general, a lot of this stuff is ninja-y sort of stuff. However, oftentimes, good noble samurai have a reason to be sneaking around, doing stealthy kinds of things. Sneaking up on the enemy. Sneaking up on a deer. When you want to move stealthily or accomplish something stealthy, it is considered an air check. Air being subtlety and hiding things and that sort of stuff. Um, with a TN equal to the target's vigilance, the biggest way you find this is air fitness, and it is air fitness to move in a stealthy fashion in general. Don't get out of the fitness. You have to be able to do that. Another common one is air skullduggery. And air skullduggery is picking a pocket or tracking someone through a city, something where your knowledge of underworld skills, not just moving stealthily, would help you accomplish the goal. And I think that's a good example of something where a good, fine, upstanding samurai, especially if they are working for the Emerald Magistrates or something similar, one of those campaigns, where it is perfectly reasonable to have skullduggery and use it because you are trailing a suspect through a city. Absolutely. And in general, your underworld knowledge. Yeah. You need, you need to know how your enemy may operate. That's the same way that your crab clan samurai tend to have knowledge about the Shadowlands because they need to know exactly where to put that Tetsubo. Now, when you're talking about 
stealth. You very often talk about ninjutsu. The techniques that enhance stealth. So we're going to quickly run through some of those. There are three that we've found. The first one is Skulk, and that's found in the core book and it's rank one. The write-up is when you perform an initiative or attack check using air and you're an obscuring terrain in a crowd or concealed from sight, one character with vigilance lower than or equal to your ranks in the Skullduggery loses sight of you. Now, this is very situational. You get this to show you can sneak, but it's not very helpful because you need a lot of skullduggery to make it work. Yeah, vigilance can go quite high, can't it? Right, but usually vigilance is around two to three for low-level NPCs. But the main thing here is that skulk only works on one character, and we'll talk about some ways that we can adjust this a bit. But this is a save. You have been sneaking. You're trying to uh, accomplish something stealthily. And you have been spotted. Then you use this to get unspotted again, if that makes sense. Since this is an opportunity you spend on the initiative or attack check, it lets you to get unspotted right away. And then you can do more actions from stealth from there. It's useful. You just have to decide when you are going to be sneaking, but somebody's going to be watching you to start off with and whether your GM is going to track that kind of thing, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The next ninjutsu is called Patient Viper. This one is from Fields of Victory, and it is a rank two ninjutsu. This one is, as a downtime activity, you may make a TN4 fitness earth check. Targeting your cohort, if you are a leader of a cohort, or yourself and a number of other characters up to your ranks of command who are within dangerous, entangling, or obscuring terrain. If you succeed, all targets become hidden and are not noticed by characters with vigilance lower than or equal to your earth ring plus your bonus successes. These hidden characters cannot be the target of attack actions. This effect persists until the end of your next turn or until any target you have hit and performs an attack or a movement action. You can spend opportunities on this roll to reduce the target number of the first action or do it for additional rounds. So this is hiding in place, basically. This is quite good. It has bonus successes and your earth roll, albeit TN4. But you're probably going to have an earth 4 doing this if you're starting to do this anyway. So that's four vigilance. Less than four vigilance is pretty good. Absolutely, yeah. Which is interesting because I don't know how many sneaky characters are going to be going for Earth. And this is a second rank technique. So that theoretically is available early on in your sneaky person's career. So it's an interesting one. This one is definitely looks like it's targeted for the Daitoji Harrier with that kind of earth. Since this is from Field of Victory, or it's for a later game character who can pick up a ninjutsu through a title. There's a few. The big drawback of course is once one of your people move, then it breaks. That's something you need to take into account of. And 
like I said, being a fitness earth thing is a very good one for your bushi. So you can figure out how you get that particular technique from your GM. Now, the, the best one is Vanish from Shadows. You want to read that one? Yeah. So this is Fields of Victory again, and this is rank three. As a downtime activity or once per scene as a movement and support action, you may make a target number five survival air check, targeting your cohort in mass battle or yourself and a number of characters up to your ranks in command who are within confining, entangling, or obscuring terrain. If you activate this technique in an urban environment or on the ocean, use skullduggery or seafaring instead. If you succeed, all targets become hidden and are not noticed by characters with a vigilance lower than or equal to your air ring plus your bonus successes. These hidden characters cannot be the target of attack actions and cannot perform attack actions. This effect persists until the end of your next turn or until any target performs an attack action. And you can add air opportunities to add strife for those outside the terrain or to add to the target number to attack actions targeting each target by two. So basically, if people are looking for you, you can make people paranoid that somebody is there and increase their strife because they can sense you're there but can't see you. Yeah, this is very similar to Patient Viper. The, the difference is you can do movement actions. It is harder to do. It's a TN5 survival air. But if I was going to pick one nujitsu to get my whole party through sneaking all sorts of things this would be it if i could if it was a high level character looking for i want that one ninjutsu yeah you've got to be able to make target number five air checks but it's a very powerful skill because now you're talking about vigilance lower than your air ring which is going to be five if you're doing this at least four probably five or bonus successes, which can take you up to six, seven, depending on how many bonus successes you get on the roll. You can move all around. You don't, you're the only person who needs it. Your party doesn't need it as a whole. You can have any kind of schlubs in your party, and they can help you out. So it can go on skullduggery if you're all urban. It can go survival if you're out in the forest. I think Vanish in Shadows, I think, is the strongest of these hiding ninjutsu ones. And the most useful for parties that don't focus on that particular ability. Now, I wanted to talk about difficulties for all of these. Because the TNs for all of these are based on NPC vigilance. Okay? And do you check per NPC? You might have a pack of NPCs. Now, do I have to check against each NPC? Do I have to check against the highest NPC? What if there's lots of them? Is that harder to sneak past? It's much easier to sneak past 100 guards than it is to sneak past one elite guard. Which is kind of in genre, I have to say, but it can seem a little weird. It's the same difficulties to sneak past 100 low-level guards as to sneak past one low-level guard, too. So I was looking at this, and I think it felt like it was an awful lot of work for the GM to come up with the stats for all of these guards and think about separate 
checks in general. So I, I took a look at the rules for ba mass battles and fields of victory. I think a good way to deal with stealth is instead of thinking about it as which NPCs, which guards are stationed where, break up a play area that you're working in into stealth zones. Stealth zones can vary by space. You could have the front lobby be a stealth zone, and then the back room be a stealth zone, and the servants' quarters be a stealth zone, if you're going through a castle or something. Or they can vary by time. An area can start off being a low-level stealth zone. It's easy to sneak there. But then on a timer, for example, after your characters have been in the stealth zone for two actions, that increases the stealth zone up a notch. So now it's harder to sneak there because you're doing things and drawing attention or the NPCs are drawing closer or whatever it is. So they can vary in space and time. And instead of setting the vigilance, the TN, for an NPC, the stealth zone has a vigilance of its own. And that's your target number to do any stealthing things within that zone. Does that make sense? And as an initial cut, the vigilance for the zone could be the vigilance of an average guard for the zone. That's fine. But then you can increase it by modifying factors. If I put 50 more guards in that zone, that's going to increase that target number. It's going to increase the vigilance equivalent of the zone. And if it got hit with an obscuring terrain, maybe that decreases the vigilance number. Now, there are plenty of shuji that interact with vigilance. And if you have somebody who wants to lower the vigilance for a stealth zone to make it easier for people sneaking around in, then I would have the shuji able to interact with vigilance on the zone the way it would interact with people. So if you are using a shuji that lowers vigilance because you're just so fabulously fiery, then anybody who's in there is now paying more attention to you. Uh, and then people can go be sneaky and the TN is lower. If the flip was true, if you were increasing the, vi the vigilance of the zone, there's some suji that do that, you would be basically saying, everybody look out, look around carefully, and they would be alert. And that would be your shuji that's increasing their vigilance, but maybe making it harder than for them to focus on what you're doing because there's shuji that flip vigilance and focus. I just think that using this idea of stealth zones makes it easier than making individual guards. And then if a combat is going to occur because they've been caught, then you can pick how many guards come and they can deal with them. Another thing is if your PCs are guarding a zone, normally what happens is that the TN for the NPC to invade is the PC's vigilance and there's a behind the screen role for the game master to tell whether the NPC successfully invades with the target number being the PC's vigilance. There's a problem with that in my opinion because it's hard to actively guard 
It doesn't feel like I can do anything like I'm actively trying to guard here. It's your stat and the GM's rolling against it and the NPC comes or, or not. And you don't even interact with that. So taking this stealth zone idea a step further then. If the PCs are trying to guard an area, then I would say you allow the PCs to create a stealth zone of their own, which starts with the PCs base vigilance, or if you want the best PCs base vigilance, but then allow them to modify the zone using roles like tactics or skullduggery or survival. And most of these would be air, but I could see arguments to be made for some other skills to basically harden an area against stealth and increase the TN to access the area. So they are basically saying, I'm going to uh, clear all the cover from around this area so people can't approach without us seeing them. That would be a air survival check, I'd say to clear that all away and then now the tn of the stealth zone inside the cleared area is higher than it would have been before so that gives your pc something active to do even though you're still rolling against base vigilance and then maybe the npc has to work at it too and now he's got to use the smoke bomb to set up the obscuring terrain for him or he's got to Whatever it is he has to do. So it's more cat and mouse. Yeah, yeah. Give the player something to actually do and feel like very contributing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So that was it that I had for stealth. There are many scenarios where you could use stealth. Did we want to talk about honor losses or anything related to stealth? I think that in general, sneaking is okay. Sneaking where you're not acting like an honorable samurai, yeah, necessarily. It, it really does depend. Some people say any kind of use of stealth is bad and wrong, but it really does depend. If you're sneaking up on the enemy, like as you, you said previously, it's used in hunting quite a lot. If you're tracking someone through a city, that's sneaking and indeed skullduggery. And that can be a perfectly fine thing to do if you're part of law enforcement. On the battlefield, everything is honorable, depending on who you ask. And there's ambushes and, well, ask a coder. Setting up ambushes and concealing your numbers on the battlefield so they don't know what you have in reserve. So people will commit to attacks that they really shouldn't have done. That's all perfectly fine, upstanding battlefield behavior. The Patient Viper and Vanishing Shadows. That's exactly the sort of thing that those are for. It's fooling the enemy to think there's not as many cohorts on the field and then they will make mistakes. And then you can take advantage of those mistakes. That's, that's all perfectly fine, upstanding battlefield behavior. I think sneaking up on someone to steal from them or sneaking up on them to stab them in the back or stealthing into someone's home for burglary purposes, those would all be honor hits of some description. Probably against righteousness. Yes. So anyway, that's it for us this week. A short little podcast, but we have good stuff coming up. And 
we will talk to you again in a couple weeks. I did want to give a shout out to Fortune and Strife, which is our affiliated actual play podcast. They are on a hiatus right now for medical reasons, but they will come back. As well as our friends at D20 Radio. We wanted to give a shout out to some of our Patreons. Hannah P. and Oberon N. Thank you for joining us and being our patrons. We very much appreciate it. Our content is funded by the Community Discord Patreon, which supports our editing costs, as well as our websites where you can see and store longer-term information, summaries of our podcasts, great role-playing tools, and more. For our patrons, we'll have special bonus content like Adventure Seeds, early access to our AP podcast. Online, you can find us at our website, courtgamespod.com. You can keep up to date with everything we're doing on Twitter, which is twitter.com slash courtgamespod. And if you want to support the podcast, you can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash courtgames. But that is it for us this week. This is Kikita Kaori. May the fortunes favor you. And I have been Korvar, and until we meet again, keep your jade handy.